Welcome to episode 145 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the dark knight of customer service justice, Adam Tukoric. I'm Batman. <laughs> How is the uh, Justice League treating you these days, Adam? <laughs> They're fantastic. They're preventing crime. They're um, wearing very odd outfits. They're, <laughs> you know, they're just having a good time in general. Do you just show up in your plaid shirt? <laughs> <laughs> my plaid shirt, yes. <laughs> I show up in my dockers. <laughs> no cape needed. <laughs> <laughs> and, bo- and boat shoes. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Captain L.L. Bean. <laughs> can I... Can I you know, serve you today. Is that how you say it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's your catchphrase? Yeah, All right. We could go know. on and on about this. <laughs> hey, we... Go ahead. No, 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 no. Just please get us on track, Jeannie. We really need it. <laughs> it's desperately. So I got to thinking about the question of what qualifies as bad customer service. And the reason is because I saw this report where they had bad customer service as a category. And then they also had rudeness and bad attitude of employees as a category. And then they also had dirtiness (laughs) of the facilities as a category. And I thought, huh, I'd probably put all of that stuff under the bigger title of bad customer service. So what do you think about that, Adam? All right, I'm not a professional research guy, and there is a science to this, but, you know, you and I do do our share of things with the uh, studying of things and it's just a flawed study because you're asking you're asking about you're you're delineating the aggregate from the components of the aggregate Mm -hmm. thank -hmm. you thank you very much i'm just like that yeah (laughs) nice words so this is this is our wonkish episode no but i mean (laughs) obviously those are components of bad customer service by i would say almost anybody's definition Right. So how do right. you separate? How do you say, well, 34% say bad customer service is what drives them away and uh, 8% say rude employees? Yeah. Well, and 8% said long lines in stores. And it's like, it just, it seems so odd to me to, to slice and dice it this way. And I think what people might struggle with is it's not enough to say bad service because that doesn't give you a lot of information about what to change, except maybe everything. Um <laughs> Well, but, that, and that's always successful. <laughs> but if you have things like, okay, well, we know long lines are a problem. We know our rude employees are a problem. Um, first of all, you might not need a survey if you already know that. <laughs> so I would suggest that. <laughs> if you know it's an issue, just address it. But trying to say that and then lumping this weird category of bad service, I just think I'm not sure what that's supposed to tell you as an organization. So making sure that you're really, if you know what the issues are, again, I would say don't have a survey for everything. We we are so surveyed to death right now. And I think part of that is we convince ourselves we need 200 people to tell us that long lines are a problem when we know that they are and that if we had two people tell us, that might be enough information. It might not be in all cases, but I'm saying... Sometimes I think we over-survey. And then looking at, wh- you know, what are the issues around service? And maybe it's a, a matter of just asking that question. If you say bad service, what does that mean to you, customer? Oh, you want to actually get the customer's opinion. <laughs> that is groundbreaking. I don't know. That, that, that might be pushing it a little, Jeannie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think, you know, 
Well, one thing, we did our own study, if you remember. We did, we did like a holiday study. So this was specific to the holiday season in retail. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually found that like 70% of people had abandoned the purchase because of a long line. Wow. And I know, so which is crazy. And so I think the surveys have value if you ask the right questions because it lets you know the scope of the problem. That was shocking to me. Like, I mean, I've walked away from a long line before. One of the reasons we asked the question, mm-hmm. but that 70% of the people in the world had done, or in the world, but in our sample had done that, <laughs> you know, that was, and that's eye-opening because that says, you know what, it's not a small issue when our lines are backed up. It's not a small issue when we're understaffed and somebody calls out or three people call out. Right. And we need to adjust that and maybe other priorities need to suffer, such as restocking or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So I'm, I think that that is good. I think you need to know what the goal of the data is. And mm-hmm. then uh, to your point, of course, anytime you can ask the general question, what is bad customer service or not even the general question, but have that discussion is a better mm-hmm. way to say it about what is bad customer service. You know, I think that's can be truly illuminating. There was a great quote, and it was, uh, you and I saw this, it was at CXPA, I can't remember who said it, and she said that, you know, we look to be, um, you don't have to be statistically significant, you just have to be directionally correct. Yeah, yeah, I and, remember that too. Yeah, it was a great quote, um, because, and that's true, because you just, you can't study everything. One, there's no budget to study everything, right. there's no time to study everything, and you just can't always even get, especially small businesses, which is where I come from, you, you can't always get the sample size or whatever mm-hmm. to get you. You're going to have to blend a little bit of data with a little bit of anecdote and a little bit of gut and your employee feedback and mesh it all and try to find some mm-hmm. nugget of truth that's actionable. Well, and I also think that sometimes we make assumptions then about what they really mean. So if somebody says, I had a bad experience at the doctor's office. Somebody who sees that might think, oh, man, what, what did the doctor do? And it might have nothing to do with the doctor. It might be the waiting room and the way that they were treated there or the follow-up or whatever. And so I think we have to be careful about some of these questions we ask and then making that assumption about what it's connected to. Because there have been studies that uh, in medical billing, for instance, which is really complicated, the explanation of benefits statement that we get is often very, very confusing. And if your claim is denied, you know, a lot of people will report dissatisfaction. They'll say that was a bad experience, bad service. But if it's explained the right way, in a clear way on the explanation of benefits, people are actually okay with it. <laughs> They'll say, no, that was good service, even though their claim was denied. And so I think we have to really look at the the entire experience and also ask people, what is it that you're upset about? And then really start, you know, peeling the layers of the onion, as I like to say, because if they say, well, it's because my claim was denied. If you then have a conversation with them and they go, oh, okay, I get it. Then you know that it's not actually the rejection of the claim. It's something that is connected to how it was communicated. So, I mean, none of this is easy, but I think it's, it's false to say to somebody, you know, was it bad service or was it a rude employee? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very poorly designed questionnaire on that because obviously one's a component of the other. And, you know, I think it is important to think about, you know, why don't we talk about what we think bad service is? And obviously there's, there's so many ways for bad service. And one of the things is not to sort of go back into my own material, but 
you know, you know about the seven service triggers. I talk about that a lot, sort of created that framework. And that really is like, here are seven ways that are really common that people get ticked off. Mm -hmm. And here are how you can prevent it. You know, being ignored, being abandoned, being hassled, talk about Mm -hmm. customer effort, frictionless, being faced with incompetence, being shuffled. All these things are components of bad service. You could study them all, but you couldn't say, you know, is being shuffled or um, having bad customer service the reason you're deciding? Right, right. Well, the being shuffled is bad customer service. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So I, I think if you look at root causes and... Really, you know, I always try to look at it from the lens of how can we proactively prevent reactive mm-hmm. issues? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it is, I like to focus on the positive and I do like to focus on creating great experiences. But to me, part of that is to prevent bad experiences. That's, I mean, the mission of my company to create fewer ruined days for customers. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not about wow all the time. It's about so that they can go on with their day. <laughs> how about fewer ruined days for podcast partners what how does oh, that work? that's not part of my mission i'm sorry it's not oh, part so of your sorry. mission oh my god i'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> but you know here's the deal i'm going to just sum it up for everybody because we need we need to end on a really nice little encapsulated point do everything perfect never anger a customer and you'll just be fine <laughs> And then you'll never need to ask these questions. Exactly. It's very wow. easy. We know how easy that is. <laughs> Rainbows and butterflies and puppy dogs. <laughs> exactly. But seriously, uh, yeah, do focus on prevention. Do focus on the proactive items that prevent the reactive items. And also, if you are surveying your customers, if you're, if you're not good at surveys, if you don't know which questions to ask, get help. Yep. Yep. That's a big one. And once you look at the results, don't just assume the whole story is there. You might have to ask more questions. Yeah, and the anecdote helps color the results, and it helps yes. explain the results. You know, take NPS, and we've probably talked about this 50 times, but, you know, NPS tells you if there's an issue. It doesn't tell you why there's an issue. Right, right, yeah. exactly. So that's a good way to end, I think, and go forth and ask the questions. <laughs> go forth and prosper ye. <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed episode 145 of Crack the Customer Code. Don't forget to subscribe. Check out all our episodes and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapur. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training, as well as my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.